Welcome to Newbridge Christian Community, a place we experience perfection unto the measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ. Join us as Pastor David Ogenero teaches and divides the word of truth. Be blessed as you listen to the sermon. In, In Christ, Christ, we are God's new breed. Praise the Lord. So first of all, there is something that the Lord has started doing. Well, he did not start it now. He started quite a while ago. About roughly eight, nine years ago. God began to raise up a new generation. Are you following me? God began to prepare a new generation of his sins that will take his work further and further. Are you following me? But the major challenge that the Lord has had with many of them can imagine me I'm thinking on behalf of God <laughs> is the challenge of inconsistency. Are you hearing me? Inconsistency. You see, people talk about um, revival, like the phenomenon of revival. Say, ah, there's this just staring, everybody's just stirred up to serve God. They, they are quickened. It seems like there is the, the passion to just get close to God is in the air. And young people like that because a lot of young people are moved by what we can call HYPE, the hype. So there was a time when everybody was singing, Oh Lord, set my heart on fire for you. So after you have set your heart on fire, what did you do? Are you following me? So some people, they, they came for the meeting, their hearts were set on fire, and they went back and put up the fire. <laughs> but you see, the God we deal with is a very consistent, you see, very consistent God. If you are going to work with God, you see, the practice and discipline of consistency must be your lifestyle. That lifestyle that continues even when it's not comfortable to continue. Are you following me? Now, for a lot of people, consistency looks like a very big thing. But you see, amongst many factors that make for consistency possible, it is an atmosphere of consistency. When you are among people who stir you up to be consistent, you will be consistent. Praise the Lord. Somebody has, has spoken to me about this before. He says, I noticed that I pray better when I'm with my friends who pray. He said, I noticed that when I'm amongst spiritual people and they are praying, I, I seem to pray more than when I'm alone. I said, because that's how it's designed. Are you following me? 
The Bible says the body of Christ is neatly jointed by every part which every joint supplies. Is neatly fitted by which every joint, every part supplies. So you you might be you might be feeling weak spiritually, but if you can be in a place of accurate spiritual emphasis, somehow you become you will stand up. Are you following me? I've not still recovered from that testimony. That brother that came to me said, since I started attending church, started attending new brief, he said, on Sundays, usually I just want to stay at home and do nothing. And just relax. So, but now, on a Sunday morning, I'm, I want to go to church. <laughs> Praise the Lord. I want to go to church. Why? The Bible says, God is the father of spirits. Wherever your spirit encounters the true perspective of God, your spirit will stand up. Even if you are poor, even if you don't have anything around you physically, your spirit will long for God. Because it has tasted and it has seen. Praise the Lord. So, one of the aims of this Monday Bible discipleship, our discipleship classes on Monday, is to train us in that pattern, consistently coming to study the word. You understand? Let me read something to you. Acts chapter 2. Acts chapter 2. No, people talk about the book of Acts. That, oh, the church in the book of Acts was such a glorious church. But, you see, there are things that they did that made it to be so. Hasn't it happened to you before when you attended church on Sunday? And on Wednesday, you are looking like, ah, as long as I was in church. Has that happened to you a lot? <laughs> Wednesday, just four days ago. Because we we our, our, we've been designed to respond to what we deal with daily. So look at the apostles; they were smart. Acts chapter two, from verse forty-two, it says, "And they continued steadfastly in the apostles' doctrine and fellowship, and in breaking of bread and prayers." Do you see that? They continued what? Steadfastly. They continued steadfastly in the apostles' doctrine and fellowship. And in breaking of bread and prayers. History has that at a point they began to go stay together. Who is following me? At a point in the city of Rome, he said, if you are looking for the Christians, oh, they are there. They are all gathered there. <laughs> Praise the Lord. Because they knew their faith was worth it. And all that believed were together. Now see what I'm saying. You see, verse 44. And all that believed were together. And they had all things in common. Now jump to verse 46. And they, continuing daily with one accord in the temple. And breaking bread from house to house. Do you see this? They continued what? Daily. No, someone came to stay with me once and said, I noticed that when I was staying with you, my spiritual life was different. 
Imagine staying with somebody every five, every one hour. I said, let's pray tongues. He said, I noticed that ah, all the things, some of the habits I was struggling with, well, I didn't even know they existed. Why? Because continue what daily. Praise the Lord. They continue daily. Praise the Lord. Let me show you another one. Acts chapter 14. From verse 3. He says, it says, Long time therefore abode day. Do you see that? Acts chapter 14. From verse 3. He says, long time abode day, speaking boldly in the Lord, which gave testimony unto the word of his grace and granted signs and wonders to be done by their hands. Do you see this? Long time, praise the Lord. Long time abode day, long time. You know, someone says, sometimes I read the word and so I, I, I speak up. I said, you've already long enough. Let me tell you the truth. When I got born again, I was sleeping off every day. As I read the Bible, I was sleeping every day. One day I read the Bible, I discovered that it was a stone. As I was reading the Bible, something, somebody inside of me was like, Yes, continue. And I couldn't sleep again. Praise the Lord. We began something. Some weeks ago, when we started the growth and discipleship class, Father, we give you praise. We thank God for, we thank you, Lord, for the grace to be consistent because it has been granted to us in the name of Jesus. Every one of us, we are strengthened to be consistent in the name of Jesus. We began from Hebrews chapter 6 and. Uh, the reason we began is we are trying to lay what we call a foundation, a structure. What are the things a Christian ought to know? <laughs> the Bible says in Hebrews chapter 6 from verse 1, it says, Therefore, leaving the principles of the doctrine of Christ, let us go unto perfection, not laying again Number one, the foundation of repentance from dead works. Not laying again what? The foundation of repentance from dead works. From dead works. We talked about repentance from dead works. And to uh, and of faith toward God. And of what? Faith towards God. Number three. Of the doctrine of baptisms. Number four, and of laying on of hands. Number five, and of resurrection of the dead. And number six, eternal judgment. 
Correct. Proverbs 4. From verse 7. He says, wisdom is the principal thing. Therefore, get wisdom. And with all thy getting, get understanding. Do you see that? He says, wisdom is the principal thing. Therefore, get wisdom. And with all thy getting, get understanding. So that means, I can tell you, I can give you the wisdom. But if I don't give you understanding, something is wrong. Are you following me? The understanding is important. While I was still trying to meditate on that, he showed me another one. Isaiah chapter 33 from verse 6. Let me read it to you. It says, Isaiah 33 from verse 6. It says, Wisdom, let me read the way he put it. it says, and wisdom and knowledge shall be the stability of thy times. Comma. And strength of salvation. Let me go over it again. If you are there, just look at it in your Bible. It says, And wisdom and knowledge shall be the stability of thy times and strength of salvation. So, that means I am saved. You are saved. My salvation can look stronger than yours because I have more wisdom and knowledge. Are you seeing this? He called it wisdom and knowledge shall be the stability of thy times. The strength of salvation. So, what makes someone's salvation look stronger than another person is wisdom and knowledge. Are you following me? So, you see why it's important we study things like this. It's, it's not just an endless waste of time. No. As you learn like this, your salvation becomes stronger. The way it manifests out becomes stronger. Somebody else may have faith in Christ. But without proper understanding of what he has come into, it will look like. <laughs> who is following me? Like there is something wrong. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. So, we began looking at the subject of baptism. And we have actually gone far with it. But I'll try and. Were you here when we started baptism? I'll try and go over it quickly. The basics that will come to where we are now. So, we said if the subject of baptism is a foundational matter, then we need to examine it. And if you look at the way he put it, he says the doctrine of baptisms, baptisms, suggesting more than one. So, now, if there are more than one type of baptism, which is of greater priority. Where do we start from? Are you following me? Okay, if let's assume there are even many, where do we start from? You know, when I mentioned this thing once, somebody said, Oh, it's not just water baptism and Holy Ghost baptism. <laughs> I said, Don't be so sure. Because the Bible explains itself. That's one of the rules of Bible interpretation. The Bible explains itself. So we did a, a, a small foundation of this. Let's look at Matthew chapter 3 so that we will be on the same page. Matthew 3 from verse 1. The Bible says, In those days came John the Baptist preaching in the wilderness of Judea. Verse 2. And saying, Repent ye, for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. For this is he that was spoken of the prophet Isaiah, saying, 
The voice of one crying in the wilderness, prepare ye the way of the Lord, make his path straight. Let's jump to verse 5. Then went out to him Jerusalem and all Judea and all the region round about Jordan and were baptized of him in Jordan, confessing their sins. So we see a type of baptism. John was baptizing, right? From verse 5. And were baptized of him in Jordan, confessing their sins. Now, let's go to verse 11. This is John speaking. John said unto them, I indeed baptize you with water unto repentance. So, from that verse, we acknowledge that John had a baptism, right? He says, I indeed baptize you with water unto repentance, but he that cometh after me is mightier than I. Whose shoes I am not worthy to be, he shall baptize you with the Holy Ghost and with fire. Do you see that? So, John has a baptism. But he's talking about another baptism that is coming. Who is following this? So, from this chapter alone, we can already see that, number one, there is the baptism of John. John's baptism. Number two, there is the baptism of Jesus. Jesus' baptism. John says, I baptize you with water. But he that is coming will baptize you with what? The Holy, Holy Ghost. And he says, this baptism that is coming is mightier than I. Meaning, the baptism of Jesus is mightier than John's baptism. Are you following this? You see, when I'm saying these things, it's not, we're not making up anything here. In this ministry, we don't make up anything. It's Bible. The Bible properly explained. And you, as we read, you'll be, you'll be surprised. That is just the Bible. You see, the Bible has to be explained. That's the, the truth. It has to be explained. So let's continue. So we saw two baptisms already. John's baptism and Jesus' baptism. Okay. Then let's go to Matthew 28. We'll see another type of baptism there. Matthew 28. From verse 18. And Jesus came and spake unto them, saying, All power is given unto me in heaven and in earth. Go ye therefore and teach all nations, comma, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Ghost. Now, see verse 19. Does it end with a full stop or with a colon? A colon. Meaning, the next verse will explain what he's talking about. He's not done talking, right? Let me read it again. It says, All power is given unto me in heaven and in earth. Go ye therefore and teach all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Ghost. Now, what is the baptism? See verse 20. Teaching them to observe all things whatsoever I have commanded you. And lo, I am with you always, even unto the end of the world. And who was he speaking to here? He was speaking to his apostles. Are you following this? He was telling the apostles, baptize everyone into the things I have taught you. Immerse them into the truth. Teaching them to observe all things. So all of Christ's teachings, 
The, the immersion into Christ's teachings is what is called the baptism of the apostles. We can also call it the baptism of truth. Are you seeing this? That's why if you check what we just read earlier in the book of Acts, it says they continued what? Daily in the apostles' doctrine. So, as it were, the apostles were, in, were literally indoctrinating people into these teachings. Praise the Lord. That is why we need to pay attention to the epistles. Because it's in the epistles we literally see what the apostles were teaching. Praise the Lord. We have a mandate. God, Christ has given us a mandate to immerse people into the explanation of his teachings. Into the gospel. So, you can call it the apostles' baptism. The baptism of truth. Baptism of truth. The word baptism or baptize just simply means to immerse. Praise the Lord. And we began to look at these things very, very, very specially. Now, we ask the question, if John said Jesus' baptism is greater than his, why did he even baptize in the first place? Are you following me? If he says, oh, I'm baptizing, but the guy that is coming after me, his baptism is greater than my, my own baptism, why should he now baptize in the first place? Then we began to see that he, he was baptizing to show Christ unto Israel. Let's say together, he was baptizing to show Christ unto Israel. Okay. And we began to look at it. Let's go to John chapter 1 from verse 33. John 1 from verse 33. Oh, some of you, just bear with me. Will you open Bible? Oh. John 1 verse 33. John 1 verse 3, he says, And I knew him not. That is John now. John was talking about... Uh, okay, let me start from somewhere that will... Um, make us understand much more. John chapter 1 from verse... 19. He says, And this is the record of John... When the Jews sent priests and Levites from Jerusalem to ask him, Who art thou? So they came to ask John, Who are you? They asked John, Who are you? Verse 23, He said, I am the voice of one crying in the wilderness, Make straight paths for the will of the Lord. Who is the Lord? Jesus. He was preparing the path for Jesus. Make straight paths from the will of the Lord. And they asked him, why baptizest thou then, if thou be not the Christ? Verse 26, John answered them, saying, I baptize with water, but ye standeth one among you, whom ye know not. He's in a way saying the same thing he said earlier on, right? Verse 29, The next day John seeth Jesus coming unto him, and said, Behold the Lamb of the world, the Lamb of God, which taketh the sin of the world. 
This is he of whom I said, after me commit a man which is prepared before me, and for he was before me. Verse 31, And I knew him not, but that he should be made manifest to Israel. Are you seeing this? And I knew him not, but that he should be made manifest to Israel. Therefore I am, am I come baptizing with water. And John bear record, saying, I saw the Spirit descend from heaven like, like a dove and it abode upon him. And I knew him not, but he that sent me to baptize with water. The same said unto me, Upon whom thou shalt see the Spirit descending and remaining on him, the same is he which baptized with what? The Holy Ghost. So, John was baptizing with water so that he could reveal unto Israel the one who baptizes with the Holy Ghost. Are we together? He was baptizing with water so that people can, Israel, it will be a stage where Israel will be there and Jesus will come and he will reveal to them. That was actually his ministry. He was called, God called him to prepare the way for the Messiah. He was called to reveal the Messiah unto Israel. Praise the Lord. So that is why John was baptizing with water. Praise the Lord. And as we began to study, we began to see that gradually the emphasis was moving from water to the Spirit. Praise the Lord. From John, let's, let, me, let me show you an instance. John chapter 3. John chapter 3. Praise the Lord. The Bible says from verse 22. After these things came Jesus and his disciples into the land of Judea where he tarried with them and baptized. John 3 verse 23 would make you think that Jesus was baptizing, but he was not. I will show you very soon. And John was baptizing in Anion near Salem because there was much water there and they came and were baptized. And there rose a question between some of John's disciples and the Jews about purifying. We talked about that last week. And they came to John, verse 26, and said unto him, Rabbi, he that was with thee beyond Jordan, to whom thou bear witness, behold, the same baptized, and all men come to him. And John answered and said, A man can receive nothing except be given him from heaven. Hear yourself bear witness that I said I am not the Christ, but I am sent before him. Now, jump to verse 30. He must increase, but I must decrease. What does this mean? His baptism must increase, and mine must decrease. Are you following this? So if I'm baptizing with water, my own must decrease, because the job of the water has been done. It was to reveal Jesus. But his own must do what? Increase. Now, somebody says, I thought you just read in verse 22 that Jesus baptized. Don't go to chapter 4, verse 1. The Bible says, When therefore the Lord knew how the Pharisees, John chapter 4 from verse 1, When therefore the Lord knew how the Pharisees had heard that Jesus was Jesus made and baptized more disciples than John. See chapter verse 2. Though Jesus himself baptized not but his disciples. Do you see that? So Jesus himself did not baptize anybody. So what happened? So 
Now that Jesus has been revealed to Israel and disciples, Jesus began to speak his disciples. The disciples, you know, human beings, say, okay, let's just do, let's just do as we are seeing. Let's just start our own. But they didn't understand what was happening. Praise the Lord. So let's continue. Let's continue. Do you understand me to this point? Do you all understand me to this point? Now, let me show you one more verse. And we'll jump to today's emphasis. Acts chapter 1, from verse John 3. John 4. Okay, let's go back there. John 4. When therefore the Lord knew how the Pharisees had heard that Jesus made and baptized more disciples than John. See verse 2. Though Jesus himself baptized not. Are you seeing that? So, somebody may want to raise up the argument, but Jesus baptized. The Bible says that Jesus is not baptized. Even though chapter 3 verse 22. Imagine reading chapter 3 verse 22 and did not read up to chapter 4. You would think that Jesus went around baptizing people with water. He did not. Why? He was the baptizer with the Spirit. John was the baptizer with water to reveal him. Are we together? Now, somebody may listening to me may say, what is all this for? You will soon see. You will soon see the importance of every part of this story that you are reading now. Do you get it now? Let's go to Acts chapter five, 1 verse 5. Acts chapter 1 from verse 5. It says, For John truly baptized with water, but ye shall be baptized with the Holy Ghost, not many things hence. Do you see this? For John truly baptized with water, but ye shall be baptized with the Holy Ghost, not many days hence. Do you, do you see that? He said, John baptized with water. You will be baptized with the Holy Ghost. Did he say you will be baptized with the Holy Ghost and water? Okay. Let me give you another story. Like we explained in Acts last week. Acts chapter 10 from verse 44. This was what happened where um, Peter was preaching to some people. And the Bible says, verse 44, While Peter, while Peter yet spake these words, the Holy Ghost fell on all them which heard the word. And they of the circumcision which believed were astonished. And as many as came with Peter, because that the Gentiles also was poured out the gift of the Holy Ghost. For they heard them speak with tongues and magnify God. Then answered Peter, can any man forbid water? Now, Peter was shocked that, hey, these guys, when people put them inside water, they are speaking in tongues. Who is following the story? Can any man forbid water that this should also be baptized, which have received the Holy Ghost as well as we? And he commanded them to be baptized in the name of the Lord. Now, go to chapter 11. Now, in chapter 11, what happened in chapter 11 was that the apostles now began to reprimand him and say, Who told you to go and preach to the Gentiles? You know, those days they didn't believe that. Most those Jews that God first God saved, they did not believe that other people should be saved. They believed it was just them. So, he said, ah, How will you go there? How will you go there and preach the gospel. <laughs> Peter now said, actually, the Spirit bade me go. See verse 12. Says, and the Spirit bade me go with them, not in doubting. Moreover, these six brethren, he said, look at these other guys, they followed me. Moreover, these six brethren accompanied me, 
and we entered into the man's house. Let's jump to verse 15. And as I began to speak, the Holy Ghost fell on them as unto us at the beginning. Now, read verse 16. Then I remembered the word of the Lord, how that he said, John indeed baptized with water. We've seen this. But ye shall be baptized with the Holy Ghost. So he's saying that John laid the foundation to reveal Christ. And Christ is now telling you that I am the I'm not the man in charge. You will be baptized with the Holy Ghost. Okay. Do we get this to this point? Okay. So let's move on. For today. You've gotten, you've hit the, you've hit the point which I was getting to. And I'll explain it. I'll explain it. Okay, praise the Lord. You know, if you're around last week, you understand there was something that, you will see that everything that John was doing, there was a reason. When you miss meetings, you meet the heart. There was a reason. But let's, let's continue. Let's see how we go with this. Today, go to Acts chapter, Acts chapter 10. Acts chapter 10. Now, under John's baptism, under John's baptism, There is something I will call the practice and the message. Follow me. Say after me the practice and the message. Jennifer, how are you? Fever. Are you understanding? I remember teaching this somewhere and somebody was. Thank you for listening to the sermon. We hope you have been blessed by the teaching. Please visit our website, newbridgeccng.org, to download more of our sermons. Remain blessed.